Welcome to episode 10 of the Infuse You podcast. My name is Teresa and I am your host. The goal of this podcast is to help women and young girls fill up their cups. Oftentimes we are so focused on helping and supporting others that we forget to take care of ourselves too. Today's episode title is being a caregiver. We will dive into what it means to be a caregiver and how this impacts our daily lives. So let's go ahead and get into it. If you listen to our previous episode a few days ago on Free Your Mind Fridays, we celebrated National Caregivers Day on February the 17th. We learned that a caregiver is an individual who selflessly provides personal care, physical, emotional support to those who need it most. There are also different types of caregivers who are not just limited to the health sector. The types of caregivers are family caregivers, professional caregivers, independent caregivers, private duty caregivers, and informal caregivers. Now, some of these caregivers are not always paid, which is why it is essential to appreciate and thank them for their long-term commitment. Sometimes when we think of caregivers, we don't often think of all of the people previously mentioned, especially family caregivers. As a family, we often help care for each other when we are sick, have surgery, lose a loved one, and more. This is being a caregiver, whether we are paid to do so or not. So what does it take to be a caregiver? Some of the qualities that are needed to be a great caregiver is patience. You have to be patient. Things are not going to go at your pace. So you have to be patient, especially when you're dealing with someone who is sick, who is ill, who has special needs, who has mental health conditions, because sometimes they are not in the right state of mind. So you just have to be patient. You have to show compassion. You have to let them know that you care about their situation. You are there to help them. You also have to be present. So you can't be one of those caregivers that just sits there, watches TV, and don't pay attention to the person that you're caring for. You have to let them know that you're there. You also have to be detail-oriented, especially when completing reports or giving information to doctors or nurses or hospitals. You also have to have a little bit of humor. Make them smile. Let them know that even though they're going through some tough times in their life, that there is still something to smile about. Crack a joke. Show them something funny on a TV show. You also have to have the ability to ask for help. As caregivers, we want to give 115% all the time, but we have to also take care of ourselves. and asking others for help will allow you to do that. You also have to be willing to set boundaries. Again, that goes to asking for help. You can't go at 115% every single day. You have to set boundaries and determine when you're going to be able to provide support and when you're going to need to take some time back. You have to also be cooperative and assertive. So you have to cooperate in this team environment that comes with being a caregiver because you may not be the only caregiver. So if it's your family member that you're caring for, you may have to cooperate with their nurses and doctors to assist in their care. And then you also have to be assertive. You have to stand up for the people that you are caring for and be their advocate. Caregivers should also be in good physical condition and good health. In order for you to care for someone else, you have to make sure that you take care of yourself first, right? Caregivers have to be flexible and be willing to constantly adapt and be open to change. Things change in our life. Things constantly change in our life. And being a caregiver, things are up and down depending on how the person you are caring for is doing that particular day or in that particular moment. 
Caregiver responsibilities can vary depending on what type of caregiver you are. Some of the main responsibilities of a caregiver are personal care, companionship, which we mentioned a little bit earlier, meal prep, respite, medication reminders, and light housekeeping. Regardless of what type of caregiver you are, you have to have to show compassion again. You have to be patient, be present, be willing to listen and understand what each person that you need, what person, what each person that you're caring for, excuse me, needs because each patient or each family member or each friend that you're caring for is a different and unique individual. We talk about being your unique self, being your authentic self. You have to allow the person that you're caring for to be their authentic self. Now, sometimes they may not be able to do that because of their condition, but you still have to be patient and recognize that they are a human being just like you. They're not just a number. They're not just a paycheck if you're being paid and they're not pity. Being a caregiver can sometimes be very challenging, but I've been doing it since I was 19 years old. So I've learned to navigate various programs and support outlets. Becoming a mother at 19 years old was not what I had imagined. Learning that our daughter would be born so small and possibly not live a long life was scary, but learning to care for her was even more scary. Becoming her caregiver was not a choice. It was a must for her survival. I always thought that I would do something wrong, that I would hurt her, so I had to tap into the patience to help me get through each day. And anyone that knows me knows that I am not a very patient person, but this experience helped me to become more patient. Now, our daughter came home two months after being in the hospital connected to a portable oxygen tank and a heart monitor. She had to drink special formula, use special detergent for her clothes. She had so many appointments with multiple specialists and had to have weekly home nurse visits. Trying to manage all of these things while still working every day was very draining. But I'm grateful for my mother, God rest her soul, who helped to fill in the gaps when me and Bobby had to work during my daughter's younger days. I went from being a caregiver for our daughter to being a caregiver for my mother when she became ill with various diseases, including diabetes, high blood pressure, fibromyalgia, COPD, and more. I had to coordinate and take her to her doctor's appointments, pick up medications, and keep her on track with her eating. I was doing all of this with now two young children, and it was very overwhelming. At this time, it was my husband and my brother, John, filling in the gaps with the kiddos so that I could help to care for my mom. My brother became our daughter's respite provider. Now, what is respite, you may think? Maybe you know, maybe you're a caregiver and you understand the terminology, but respite care is a special name for a short-term break for caregivers. Like I said, you have to take care of yourself, you have to set boundaries, and you have to take breaks. So that is what respite care was created for. When you look after someone who is sick or disabled, it's a 24-hour job, and sometimes you need a break to take time take time to look after your own needs. And this is where the respite provider comes in and the state will pay them to help you out while you take a break. However, not long after my brother became her respite provider, he was diagnosed with brain cancer and could no longer help with our daughter. And this is where my mother-in-law and sister-in-law stepped in to help. Do you see the pattern here? Caring for a child or a loved one takes a village. Even if they're not disabled, it still takes a village and you need to have people who can give you a break because you can't do it all. Please, please, please utilize all of your resources that are available to you because you are only one person. 
Now in true caregiver fashion, I stepped in to help my brother and I became his medical power of attorney and took over scheduling and going to his doctor's appointments with him too. I was there for surgeries, group home visits, independent living homes, move-ins and move-outs. Until both my mom and my brother passed, I made sure that I did everything I could for them while doing the best to balance my work and my own household. With our kids being older during this time, I was able to show them how important it is to help your family in need. Our sons even helped to participate in the caregiving process with their sister, their grandmother, and their uncle. After my mom passed and my brother passed, my dad became ill, and once again, I had to step up and be his caregiver. He moved in with my husband and I, and the kids, we welcomed him in with open arms, and as a family, we coordinated his care. We then took on a caregiver role that I wasn't prepared for, and that was caring for other children. My husband and I became foster parents to two of our younger relatives in need, and this was an experience that forever changed my life, and I'm grateful that God blessed us to be able to do this. Now you're probably thinking, wow, she's been taking care of people her whole entire life. Well, that is what God put me on this earth to do, and I'm just so grateful that I have been able to do it. My life has been filled with being a caregiver in some form. Not all of these caregiver roles were paid and my decision to take on these additional responsibilities was only influenced by one thing. And that was my passion for helping others and my love for the individuals that I care for. Caring for yourself as a caregiver. What does that mean? What does that look like to care for yourself as a caregiver? Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you like to talk to people? Do you have something to share with the world? Well, if that is you, just like I was, I was so confused, didn't know where to start, what tools to use, what tools I needed, but I'm so excited to be partnering with Buzzsprouts. They helped me kickstart my podcast. They have all of the resources that you need, both in written form and also YouTube tutorials. And if you sign up for their paid plan, you will receive a $20 credit if you use the link in my profile bio, and you will also be helping to support the Infuse You podcast. In addition, we now offer premium content. All of our Free Your Mind Friday episodes are now in our bonus episode category, and soon we will be having live stream podcast episodes with our guest speakers. Tune in in April. We are gonna have two guest speakers coming up, and if you want access to that, and our bonus content, please click the support show link and subscribe for as low cost of $3 per month to access all of our premium content. We appreciate all of the support and love all across the world. Keep tuning in to infuse you. Caring for yourself as a caregiver. What does that look like? Being a caregiver can be very rewarding, making others smile, helping them when they are in need, Showing them that you are there for them and being their lifeline is such an amazing thing. However, in order to be a great caregiver, you have to also take care of yourself or you will become run down, drained and overwhelmed. I experienced this a lot being a caregiver. I was always on the go trying to fit in just one more thing and that impacted the way I ate. It impacted how much I slept, how much I took care of myself. And I had to learn to set boundaries and manage my time better so that I could have pockets of time just for me. Respite is such an amazing service. I am so thankful for it. And much as we rely on other family members to step in and help us, sometimes that well dries up because things change in their life as well. And they too have to make adjustments and changes, which may mean that they can no longer help out. 
My husband and I are grateful that we have each other and our sons to help care for our special needs daughter. It is like having a second job to coordinate all the things that she needs. She's in a wheelchair. She doesn't speak and she's still in diapers. So she is depending on us for everything that goes on in her life. We are so grateful for her adult day program. Shout out to Gompers, which allows her to spend her day with her peers in a safe environment while we work and or take a day off for ourselves. Being a caregiver is hard. Being a caregiver is stressful, but I love it. I am so grateful that God saw fit to make me step into those shoes at a young age so that I could be there for all of my family members who needed me along the way and especially be there for our special needs daughter. I would like to shout out all the caregivers around the world. This work is not easy, but it is necessary. As caregivers, we are advocates for those who cannot advocate for themselves. And we have to continue to stand up for the people in our care, whether they are a family member or a client. Many people who don't do this work don't understand what it takes. They always want to know why you can't go here, why you can't go there, why you can't just drop everything and meet them at the bar or go on a vacation, go on a cruise. It's because there is so much coordination that goes in to caring for someone with special needs, caring for someone with a disability, caring for someone that's ill. You can't just drop everything and get up and go. So don't be afraid to tell those people why. Don't be afraid to tell them no thank you. You are not going to be able to do everything that the normal person would be able to do because you are not normal. You are extraordinary. God has placed you in a position to care for someone in your life who would otherwise be uncared for. He has made it your mission, your purpose to be there for that person until you can no longer be there for them. Now, I'm not saying don't take time for yourself because we already established that but there are some things that you just are not gonna be able to do. For example, we've never flown anywhere with our daughter because it's so complicated with her wheelchair, with her formula, with her special condition to get on a plane. But we are gonna tackle that in the near future. We've talked with some other parents, with children that have the similar condition to her and we're gonna try it out. But when we travel, everywhere we go on vacation has to be by car because that has worked for our family, that has worked for our daughter, and her safety, her care is our number one priority. So again, don't make people fit, don't make others make you feel bad about your desire and your need to be a caregiver and missing out on things in life. Believe me, I went there I always thought that I was missing out on something, but there is no place that I'd rather be is right here with my baby girl, making sure that her life is full. So as you continue being a caregiver or if you become a caregiver, please make sure that the first thing you do is take care of yourself in order to take care of others. We have to first be whole ourselves. If you are looking for resources on caregiving, National Alliance for Caregiving is available at caregiving.org. The National Alliance for Caregiving is a nonprofit coalition of national organizations who share a vision of a society that values, supports, and empowers family caregivers to thrive at home, work, and life. Its mission is to build partnerships in research, advocacy, and innovation 
to make life better for family caregivers. So this is for family caregivers because I am a family caregiver. I want to shout out to the National Alliance for Caregiving. I am not getting paid to shout them out. Just want to provide you guys with some resources on a national level that can help you if you are a family caregiver. If you have questions, your local and state government can also support you here in Arizona. The Division of Developmental Disabilities has been a great resource to help us with our daughter um, since her birth. It was not an easy task. We had to navigate through everything that was provided to us to find the best care, to provide the best resources that are available to help provide support for her and her medical needs. So you have been listening to the Infuse You podcast. Today, we talked about what it means to be a caregiver and the responsibilities that comes with it. Again, remember to take care of yourself in the midst of caring for others. Tune in next week as we talk about excellence. What is excellence? How can you tap in to the excellence inside you? Let's get into it. Listening to the Infuse You podcast, I hope that something that was said today will help you along your life journey. Please click the link in my profile to share more topics that you want to hear about or any feedback that you would like to share about this episode and future episodes. Until next time, remember to do you, be you, and infuse you. Be blessed.